Welcome back, everybody, and of course, welcome to another very special episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And your man Ish. Already, you know what to do if you are on Facebook. Please make sure you like and share this broadcast. And uh, of course, make sure you share this so everybody else can watch besides you. Don't be stingy with the share button. Don't be stingy. If you are on YouTube, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and also hit that notification bell for future shows. Ding! Thank you, Ish. Thank you. And of course, if you are on Twitter, please make sure you follow my Twitter page at X underscore Williams 81. And also, of course, follow our Facebook, I'm sorry, our Twitter page at X under X talking ish as well. All righty then ish (laughs) for the people that do not know. We just got done doing our X talking ish fantasy football league. Um, I mean, it went by really, really quick-ish. I don't know about you, but it went by very, very quick for it being 12 people, 23-round draft. Um, and we just want to talk about it very briefly because we're not not—we're going to save this topic for the end of the show. Of course, we all know y'all came here to check out our uh, divisional winners, the AFC Conference and NFC Conference Championship game um, matchups, and also our picks for Super Bowl 56. So with that being said, before we get into that-ish, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well, man. How are you? You know, I'm excited because we're only two days away from the NFL season starting. I mean, we had college football this past weekend, which, you know, I watched a lot of that. And then, hey, man. It wasn't got... too much to watch. We saw what Alabama uh, did to Miami, yeah. and we just, it's, yeah. Go yeah, ahead and give Miami was... the trophy. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, Alabama. Go ahead and give yeah, Alabama, Alabama the trophy. Uh, might as well. Yeah. Alrighty. I don't know what Clemson's gonna do. Um, speaking of that, I don't know what Clemson's gonna do now that they lost that game. I mean, they're gonna win the ACC most likely, so maybe that gets them back in. But you know, it's an early season and things can change. But college college football to me is already wrapped up. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the NFL. And for right now, we're going to go with our AFC divisional winners. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and check out our comment section with John Alcorn. He says, Bills and Bucks Super Bowl. Mark my words. He says, Chiefs fan? Oh, no. Well, you know, you know how that go. Christine with that silly little state. I'm not going to rep it. Not at all. And KC says, don't sleep on my Hawks. We never will. We never will, KC. John says, we shouldn't be surprised a Bama fan doing that well. As long as Saban is there, they are good. I have to agree with you on that one. All right, let's go ahead and get into our AFC Divisional winners. And we have a little surprise for you. We got a little aesthetics. If you are tuning in on, on any of our social media platforms, we got some aesthetics for y'all tonight. Go ahead and let y'all see our AFC Divisional winners for the moment. In AFC North, we have the Cleveland Browns. AFC South, both of us have the Tennessee Titans. AFC East, both of us have the Buffalo Bills and the and the AFC West, of course, the AFC defending champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I just want to give a disclaimer real quick. Before Please, we let move forward. Please let them know. Please let them know. We did not talk at all about our picks. And no. actually, when X sent me the picks over so that I can make the graphic up and everything. He laughed. I laughed. And <laughs> see, X even said he it. Laughed. I laughed because <laughs> as soon as I saw his picks, I was like, Man, this is crazy that we chose all the same picks. I mean, normally, if you are you tune in on a regular basis, you know we like to argue and uh, disagree about a lot of these things. In a so good the way. fact that we all uh, that we picked all the same divisional winners in the AFC, I was really surprised, man. I definitely agree. I mean, and and you know, people of course that tuning in, it, it's easy to say, oh, you know, you guys. Um, you talked about it. You guys did this. You guys did that. And in reality, no, we, we didn't. Um, I, I literally just told Ish a couple hours before our show today uh, who was my divisional winners were. And like we just spoke before, I, he started laughing. I, I asked, why are you laughing? What did I do? And he said, wait and see at the show. I, I said, okay. And this is who we have in the AFC. But we spoke about this before in previous shows, Ish. is The AFC is... is it's not really what it used to be. It's 
especially when we were growing up with Brady and, and Tom, I'm sorry, Brady and, and Peyton Manning. And with this conference, it really is these four teams, from what I see, it's really these four teams who have a chance to get to the Super Bowl on the AFC side. What do you think, Ish? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty cut and dry at this point. And I know that we you play the game for a reason. Anything can happen on any given Sunday, yada, yada, all the cliche um, sayings that we got out there. But you have to say going into the season, these are the four teams that I think just about everybody in the AFC should have as their divisional winners. I mean, you could possibly make a case for the Steelers or the Ravens in the AFC North, but Mm -hmm. the way the Steelers closed out and what moves they've made doesn't lead you to think that they're going to really be up there again or be able to duplicate what they did at the beginning of last season. And the Ravens, I mean, they're always kind of up in the air, so you never know what you're going to get from them. Uh, but the other three divisions, I mean, I just feel like unless you get some crazy performance from Sam Bradford 2.0 in the AFC South, I just don't see any team beating the Titans. The Titans are the most complete team. I think they're one of the most complete teams in the AFC, let alone in the AFC South. They are by far ahead and shoulders above the rest of that uh, division. So unless somebody really, you know, steps up to the plate, I don't see anybody competing with them. The East is the one that I would say is a little more wide open only because um, you may say Mac Jones potentially steps in for the Patriots and is able to help them compete right away. What is uh, Zach Wilson going to do uh, to in the Dolphins? I mean, they won 10 games last year. Um, Fitzmagic is gone, so who knows? Uh, But the East is the one where if Josh Allen keeps up what he's been doing, I still think the Bills are just too far ahead for anyone else in that division. And then I don't have to say anything about the West. We already know uh, who's there and who runs that division. Well, I will say they run it for now. But watch out for <laughs> well, watch out for, for the real sunshine and the sunshine uh, yeah, state. Yeah, or whatever. It's not, I even though it's not Florida. I'm Florida, no, Florida's a sunshine state. I know that. But the real sunshine state, which is California, I think he might have something to say about that. Let's get to the comment section with KC. He says, I mean, who else could it be? Ravens, Chargers, and I'll just uh, use this comment with John Alcorn says. He said, Ravens are overhyped. Lamar has to improve as a passer to for them to take the next step. John also says, Tua is not a franchise quarterback. Just getting back to the Ravens, I really did want to pick the Ravens to win the division this year. I really did. But for me, after losing J.K. Dobbins, after losing Hill, for, for me, if Lamar is not able to rely on the running game, I am very worried if he can take the Ravens to where they need to be by throwing the ball. And if he cannot do that, I don't expect the Ravens to win the, win the division. They might sneak in, of course, wildcard-wise, but... You have to be able to do what the Ravens want to do, which is run the ball. And thank you, Casey, for for, for letting us know. Yes, Le'Veon Bell just signed with the Ravens today. If this was Le'Veon Bell with the Kansas City Chiefs, I know my Chiefs fans on here will be laughing because they they, they know how Le'Veon worked out with, with Kansas City. But with the with the Ravens, it seems like people are okay with it. I mean, I don't think it's a great fit. I don't think... Le'Veon fits what the Ravens do but who knows maybe maybe Le'Veon going to the Ravens and being able to play against Pittsburgh twice a year we might see 150 yards from from Le'Veon that might be that might motivate him to want to get back get back at Pittsburgh right so it's gonna be very interesting to me for the Ravens to see if they are going to be legitimate not even just divisional a divisional winner, but also a legitimate playoff team that can make a run. That's what I want to see from the Ravens this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah, most. I mean, most definitely. That's the thing. Uh, like I said, it's always up and down with them. You you just don't know what you're going to get from them. The consistency is the problem. Uh, are we going to see another season from Lamar Jackson like he had, uh, you know, a couple years ago? Maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, if he does play well, then, you know, they could give the Browns a run for their money. But I just think the Browns are too 
they they just got the two-headed monster in the backfield. Baker Mayfield played solid last year. Can he continue that? We hope so. Um, hopefully OBJ coming back doesn't affect that offense in a negative way. Yes. And then that defense, they have just stacked uh, – like they have laid it on. That's the part for me that really is encouraging if you're a Browns fan – that defense, the moves that they made just makes it even like more of a problem for every other team in that division. No, I definitely agree. That's why to me, I just felt like it was just the easiest choice to pick the Browns. And and just imagine we're, we're living in 2021 going into 2022. We're picking the Browns to win the division over the Steelers. Isn't that crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy now. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the NFC, our NFC divisional winners. Like I said, we got a stacks for y'all today. On the NFC side, for the NFC North, both of us picked the Green Bay Packers. NFC South, both of us picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this is where we finally got us a, a different uh, choice of, of picks right here. The NFC East, I picked the Washington football team. Ishmael picked the Dallas Cowboys. NFC West, both of us picked the LA Rams. Now, yes, let's go ahead and get to you when it comes to this pick. This is very, very was not expecting this one. The Dallas Cowboys, please go ahead and let us know why you, you feel that way. You know, it really, um, it really tortured me. Uh, it ate up my soul. It tortures me. Um, I just I, I didn't want to make this pick. If I'm being honest, uh, I I supported the Washington football team all year last year, and I kind of feel the same way. I feel the same way about that team, especially with Fitz Magic stepping in. I feel like you know he just brings something magical, almost Harry Potter like to a team. Um, Here you go, really Harry Potter like. I just. <sighs> I just feel like Dallas has too much talent to not win this division. The division of misfits has to be won by a misfit, and it has to be the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, I mean, when you look at this team, there's no reason they shouldn't win this division, yet uh, I their, know in their, my heart their defense, of hearts. Their defense, maybe? Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, you looking at the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. We forgetting. Completely. I mean, I think Michael, Par- I think Michael Parsons is really going to step in and make an impact. I think the linebacker core is in. fine, but everything else on defensive, defensive side of yeah, the ball is just. I mean, I think that they're going to help to compensate for some of that, some of that, some of the issues they have in the secondary and on the defensive line. I think you mix in some blitzes, you get some pressure here and there. It helps to make your secondary look better. That's just how I feel. Um, again, that offense, I don't think anybody in the division can really hang with that offense. The Washington defense, though, that's going to be the X factor. If they play them well, um, then they should come out on top. I, You know, this is a toss-up for me. I just put the Cowboys there because I had to put someone there, but I don't want to <laughs> put the Cowboys there, okay? I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Everybody, I don't know who to put for the East. <laughs> It could be the Washington football team. It could it's be, gonna the be the Washington football team. Possibly it could be the Eagles. I know oh, the Eagles go. fans out there, y'all hope that y'all going to do it, but y'all going to finish dead last in that division. Oh, and yeah. Then- we, we, got, we got Christine on here saying, I'm disappointed in you. Of course, that's a Eagles fan. John, John Alcorn also says, Washington football team wins the NFC East. He also says, best defense in the division, plus with the Cowboys, what can go wrong will. He also says, we've said that before, and the Cowboys won't win the NFC East or the NFC ever again. I don't agree with that. We, we've, seen the, we've seen the Buccaneers just win the NFC last season. Anything is possible. Uh, he also said, Jerry Jones, Ego plus Zeke is definitely going down on production. Offensive line has, has to be perfect for Zeke to have a good game. Um, let's get to Casey. Casey also says, Fitz will have, like, two good games, though. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, but for me, watch the football team, my boy, Mr. Henneke, that's what he's gonna come in and, and do his do his thing. He's gonna go out there and slay that thing after this magic has his two good games and Mr. Hennigy's gonna lead the Washington football team to a divisional title. Let's finish up with these comments right quick. John also says to Casey exactly, but they don't need him to go play that great. It's the defense and the running attack. Casey says Cowboys with 10 wins. 
Um, and John, I'm oh, sorry. And Christine also says, I have faith in my Eagles and, and love that no one else does. Well, yeah, you're a homer. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of makes yeah. sense what I mean. Yeah. We're logical. You, sorry. Drinking that Kool-Aid there, so, Go ahead and I sip mean, on that I Kool-Aid all you that. want to. I bet you thought Chip Kelly was going to turn around the Eagles too, huh? Anyways, Chad also says, what saints not winning the South? I mean, yeah, and, no, I no, a- hold up, hold up. Let me answer that. I'm happy he, Chad brought that up because I was going to pick the, the saints. The Saints have mm. won that division four years in a row, and I really was going to pick the Saints. Mm. And it has nothing to do with the quarterback change on why I didn't pick them. Okay. Because I actually do believe in Jameis Winston. For me, I just feel like it's very hard to go against not just Tom Brady, but you're bringing back the whole squad. Yeah, the whole squad. Not that, just on offense, that's what but on defense too. And I that's agree. what scares me is just like, bro, I – I would rather go down and look like a fool betting on Tom Brady than not yeah. betting on Tom Brady and making Tom Brady make me look like a fool. Not doing I'm happy that. you said that because I agree 100%. The fact that they're bringing back the entire squad, a Super Bowl winning squad, is what for me it's like you just can't pick against them. Like as much as I do want to say that the Saints are my dark horse and I think that if Jameis performs um, like we hope that he performs and as he has performed before – um, and, you know, we're all banking on that eye surgery for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think the Saints could give them a run for their money. But you can't go against a squad that won the Super Bowl and return everybody. the entire squad. Everybody. Like, I, I By default, I have to pick them. That's the only thing there. But, yeah, the Saints, I'm looking for the Saints to really make some noise. Unfortunately, they're, you know, how long are they not going to be able to play in um, – in New Orleans, Orleans. yes, That's and that is a factor. Question. That That's is a, a big, big factor. I 100% agree. And the first half of the season can be a little rocky for them due to being misplaced because of the hurricane that just happened in Louisiana. And unfortunately, they don't have Drew Brees to have that veteran presence that's been there, done that. I'm talking about having a season where it's not, you know, it's not normal. And Drew Brees and Sean Payton can ride this ship. They have Jameis, who I wouldn't say he needs everything to go perfect for him to play well, but comfort food. That's how that's how I see it. We need him to play in New Orleans, play in the Dome, and, and be comfortable with what the Saints are trying to do moving forward. It's going to be very interesting to see how Sean Payton and the Saints handle this at least the first four to six weeks of the season. But I do believe that the Saints will make a run. And I do believe, too, they will make the playoffs. And if they get a chance to play the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again in the playoffs, any given Sunday, that's all I'm saying. Any given Sunday. For sure, for sure. So we shall see. Let's get to the comment section right quick. John says, Washington is a quarterback away in two to three years from being a true contention. I'm sorry, a true contender, I should say. Tom uh, Tom Brady is still playing quarterback, plus the Bucks team is stacked, and the Saints have a ton of drama right now. Yeah, yeah, more about that's more about Michael Thomas than anything, and wouldn't be surprised Michael Thomas is not a Saint probably by the end of next year. Casey says the Saints are a wild card squad. John also says release Murray and Michael Thomas could be traded with a ton of drama in the organization that doesn't spell NFC South champs. John, I'm sorry, Chad also said John Alcorn, it was a joke. I don't even have us with a running record this year. This is very true because uh I do have my boy Chad with his with his prediction for the Saints, and it is eight and nine. So I don't believe I think I think they actually have a winning record. I think they'll go at least nine or maybe even ten wins, and I think they make the playoffs this year. All right, that is it for the NFC and their divisional winners. Let's go ahead and get to the AFC Conference Championship game. And at the moment, I have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tennessee Titans. Ishmael has the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cleveland Browns. Ish, you want to go ahead and take this one? I mean, what else can I say? I expect the Chiefs to make it back because of what that team is and who they are and what they have and who's coaching them, so on and so forth. Uh, I don't need to toot my own horn. Uh, but the their opponent was the toughest part for me because it's a three-way race for me. If I'm thinking about it, I think it could be a repeat with the Buffalo Bills. 
Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. could have the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. everyone knows how I feel about them come playoff time when go. they got the king in the backfield, Mr. King Henry. Oh, see, I, I, mean, thought, I thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, the calling them the Oilers. They're going to do that. No, 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 no. Okay. I've I've decided to stop calling them the Oilers because. At the end of the day, they're way better than the organization that's in Houston. So it's time to put some respect on their name. We're going to officially go by calling them the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, the my pick here, the Cleveland Browns. Um, ultimately, what it came down to for me is the Cleveland Browns in that defensive front, I just – I uh, I think for me, and I like your pick with the Tennessee Titans because for me when it comes to playoff time – I'm all about running the ball and hard-nosed defense, right? And that's why I normally pick the Tennessee Titans because I'm normally like, ah, King Henry, you know, he's going to – they're going to give him the rock. He's going to tote it. And when he totes that, who knows? Um, But with the two-headed monster that you have in Cleveland and that defensive line and the defensive secondary that they have, they do have some corners out there um, that can make plays. I do think that they've made some additions that make me a little more excited about that defense. Um, than I was last year. I have a little more faith in them. I think that's what separates it from me. I think that it is going to be Kansas City and Cleveland because Cleveland's defense is going to harass whoever they play in the playoffs over and over again to the point where they it doesn't matter about Baker and everything else. Baker can play mediocre. That defense is what's going to carry them. And it's going to be typical old-school football the defense and the run game is going to carry Cleveland to the AFC Championship game to play the Chiefs, where, um, well, to be determined. Yes, both of these picks that we made doesn't, didn't mean that the Titans will be home and the Browns will be home. It's just that's how we put it. Um, for my pick, and I just want to get to the comment right quick because KC is definitely 100% correct on this one. He says, no respect for the Bills. See, that was my that was my problem. I wanted to put the Bills in there, but I would have to take out the Chiefs because I just feel like this is the time for the Titans to make a run this year. And yes, you can anybody can say I'm a homer. You know, we got the flag in the back. I got that. Anybody can say I'm a homer, but this is the first time I, me being a Titans fan for the last 20 years now, that I've seen a Titans team. Uh, It's not a complete team just yet, but at least on the offensive side of the ball, at least we can compete with other AFC teams like the Chiefs and even a team like the Cleveland Browns to where our defensive side of the ball will, I think, over the season will get better. And like we've seen with the Titans over the last two or three years, they usually get better as the season goes on. And like you said, Ish, when they're in the playoffs – when they're able to run the ball with Derrick Henry and play hard-nosed defense, it keeps them in games that they probably shouldn't even be in. And if they get an opportunity to have this rematch with Patrick Mahomes, this is just me. I just feel like the Titans will definitely take advantage of that. Okay. All right, let's Fair go enough. ahead and get let's go ahead and get to the comment section right quick. Casey says the Bills are winning the AFC. He says he says forget what we're talking about. Ain't worried about what they talking about on X talking ish. Uh, uh, on just another football show, Casey said the Bills win in the AFC. All right. Fair Chad, enough. Chad says John. Also, I think they they cut Murray because of pay cut drama because Tony Jones Jr. showed them something during the preseason. And yes, Chad, that's that was reported that he he refused to take a pay cut, so that's why the Saints went ahead and let him go. At the end of the day, again, if you don't know about NFL football, it is a business. And it's just, it was one of those business moves. All right, let's go ahead and get on to the NFC Conference Championship game matchup. This is a little bit of the same with the AFC, but a little different. I have the LA Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Ish has the San Francisco 49ers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looks like we have two Cali teams playing against a Florida team. And I'll start this one off first since... You took the first one last time. I was very, very hesitant to pick the L.A. Rams because, and again, I know we already had this disclaimer earlier in the show, but we did not talk to each other about our picks. And I really was going to pick the 49ers over the Buccaneers. But I'm very worried about the Jimmy G and Trey Lance situation. 
because I do feel like if Jimmy G is 100% healthy, he's going to lead them easily to the playoffs, and they're definitely going to make a run. That's no problem. The question is, is will he be able to make those game-winning plays that he wasn't able to make in the Super Bowl, right? I think that is what the Rams, I'm sorry, the, the 49ers want to see from Jimmy G is can you take us to that next step? Because if not, we might see Trey Lance sooner than than we than we thought that we might see him. And if that is the case, I honestly don't think for this year, Trey Lance will get them to a Super Bowl. So for the LA Rams, you have arguably the best defense. Again, the Niners, I'm sorry, the, uh, the LA Rams, the Cleveland Browns, you know, the Bills, the, the 49ers, a lot of teams have something to say about that. But you have some pretty good defense with the L.A. Rams. You have Matt Stafford that is there that's trying to prove himself again when it comes to a lot of people feel like what he did in Detroit didn't matter. Yeah, you had Megatron. Yeah, you threw for 5,000 yards, but who cares, right? This is a great opportunity for Matt Stafford to show that and prove to everyone that they brought me in here to take them to an NFC Championship game and maybe even a Super Bowl, ish. Um. So, <laughs> I see my pick has already created some controversy, which I was. And we'll expecting. get to that. We'll, yeah, we'll get to the comments. I, I was expecting bit. that because let me just be honest about this pick right here. Part of picking teams before the season starts because it is a long season. There's so much that happens in football. Mm-hmm. No one knows really what's going to happen, right? So anytime anybody makes a pick at the beginning of the season, they're just picking something. For me, I just feel like I have rocked with the 49ers since last year. I like what they do. I like the way they play. I like the mentality, the attitude that they bring every single week. Um, we talked about it last season. We talked when about they, it last when they had all them injuries and they still came out and every week they came hard. out. I, they, I respect that tremendously. Man, they correct played this. hard. And so for me, it was more so like a, a pick of the heart. Like I, there's nothing I would like to see more than for this team to get players back and bounce back and show up big time in a big time division because everyone knows right now that's the best division in football. NFC West is by far the best division in football. Um, we could debate about it if you want to debate about it. Um, anybody out there? But nah, that's ain't the no best debate. Division. It ain't no debate. So. To me, when you're looking at that division, you're looking at teams that are going to go through that division. I think those are teams that are primed to compete when it when you talk about getting into the playoffs because they have to compete. They're going to compete most of the time uh, this season, although their out of uh, division schedule is a lot easier this year. Um, I just think that for me, I like the 49ers. My other pick, I would say, would be the Packers. You got Aaron Rodgers there. Of course, he's back. Um, they're bringing pieces back to make him happy. Randall Cobb is back out of Randall Cobb. Come on, guys. Um, but the Packers are there. They're going to make some noise. They potentially will be here in the championship game. I could definitely see that. I just went with a pick from the heart as far as for the 49ers. I think that the team, if Kyle Shanahan can get them playing anything close to what they were playing last year when they didn't have all their guys, oh, man, it, you have to expect them to at least make it to the second round of the playoffs, if not, like I have here, the NFC Championship game. Everything that you're saying, I'm not mad at you. Let's get to the comment section right quick. Casey says, so wrong. He says, cake schedule outside divisional games, which they can split. Lee says, very as in, we're so wrong on the uh, comments, I'm sorry, on our picks for the NFC Conference Championship game. Casey says, Aaron Rodgers has entered the chat. He also says three 10-win teams from the NFC West, which we just talked about, them being the hardest division in the uh, NFL. He Lee also says, I agree with Ish. If they are make, I'm sorry, if we are making picks based on all these teams being healthy, I'm taking the 49ers and Bucks as well. I mean, and that's that's usually what people, of course, do. We do know, of course, there will be injuries. There will be things that happen throughout the season. So, you know, again, we're, we're basing these picks off of who can stay the healthiest for 17 weeks. But you know, it's a long season, and we just have to, of course. I don't want to say it, but we have to wait and see. <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Chess says Bucks versus Packers, or someone from the NFC West for sure. And we'll just get back to, to the you know Packers situation. Look, 
I'm somebody that really do feel like because of everything that went on in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, that could be a lot of fuel for Aaron Rodgers to play a hell of a season this upcoming season and win a Super Bowl and be like, I'm out, son, right? That'd be a great way to drop the mic and, and move on from Lambeau. I'm just I'm just worried. Like I I I don't I don't see anything that the Packers made in the offseason that I can say Oh yeah, that was a great move on the defense side of the ball. That's going to help Aaron Rodgers get to next, next, you know, next round in the playoffs. We know what Aaron Rodgers can do on the offensive side of the ball. We know this. It's the defense that needs to get better. That's why he won a Super Bowl against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers was because the defense was pretty damn good. That's the biggest thing for me in the Packers and why I couldn't pick them because I don't feel like they made any moves that made me feel like, oh, yeah, that, that team got a lot better. Like, they made some moves that were okay, but nothing that you expect them to get over that hump. So, like you said, like, yeah, and, I know what and, Aaron Rodgers can do. but and, and, yeah, and the worst thing about this whole situation with the, with the, for the Packers is that no one is scared of Lambeau anymore. We saw the Rams go in there last year and, and beat them. You know, we, we've, seen, we've seen teams go into Lambeau and beat – Again, when we were growing up watching 90s football, people did not want to go to Lambeau to play <laughs> to play a playoff game. It was that scary that that the whole the whole tundra, the frozen tundra and the whole mystique that surrounds it that people was worried about going to Lambeau to have to play there. And now it just seems like anybody can go in there and get a win from the greatest quarterback of this generation, people will say Aaron Rodgers, you know, another guy, Tom Brady. But we just have to see what happens with the Packers throughout the rest of the season. Will their will their defense get better as well throughout the season? If it's not, I'm I don't see the Packers making it to the NFC Championship game. All right, let's go ahead and get the comments right quick. Lee says, "Me and KC were talking. We're saying to John that he was wrong about the 49ers making the playoffs. Not talking about you guys. We appreciate that." And oh yeah, also Bucks versus Packers or someone from the West. That's what Chad said. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our Super Bowl Fifty Six prediction. That is what everybody came here to see, and that is what we're going to show you. So, for the Super Bowl at the moment, we do have on my side the Tennessee Titans versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Isha's side the Kansas City Chiefs versus the 49ers ish go ahead take this one um basically for me uh, i just don't know in the afc if there's any team right now that i'm saying is better than the kansas city chiefs uh i just don't know if that's uh if that team's out there at the moment i don't know if you know what the injury situation is looking like but again if we're picking at 100 percent health then I got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Um, I just don't know if people can stop that offense the way that um, other team, the Bucks, the only team that really stopped that offense. And then, of course, we got the Raiders who play like it's their Super Bowl all the time. Um, but I just don't see anybody stopping them or causing the pressure that people want to see, um, you know, people create on Patrick Mahomes. So the Chiefs, you got to have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl for me. And then the 49ers, again, I just think that this team, 100% healthy, they play with the right mindset, the right attitude. They're going to come out of the hardest division um, in football right now. Jimmy G has taken them there before he can take them there again. And even if Trey Lance ends up taking over somewhere in the middle of the season, they got the pieces around him to make plays and help him out. And that defense can definitely make the difference for them. So I do have the Chiefs versus the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And I respect it. I'm not mad at it at all. It's it's a great it's a great opportunity for uh, you know, nice little ratings. I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, Christine says, "Who are Homer now?" Well, I mean, you know, people that actually have people that actually have good teams. I mean, it's easy to have a good team. I mean, <laughs> duh. Anyways, Lee says, "Chiefs 49ers or Chiefs Bucks?" I'll run uh, those last two Super Bowls back. Chad says, "Tom Brady versus Mahomes Part Two, and Casey says, "100." All right, I'll go ahead and let everybody know, of course, about my picks. I have Tennessee Titans versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not because I'm a homer, just because, honestly, like I said before in the playoffs, if Tennessee can do what they do 
I mean, just two years ago, without the weapons that they have now, they were able to make it to an AFC Championship game and very, very, very close to beating the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. How do I know that? Because in the words of Chris Berman, because I was there. It was very cold. <laughs> it was very cold uh, uh, afternoon, and and it was one of those things where I looked at the team, and I said, for us to get back to where we are at, AFC, AFC Conference Championship game, we have to get better on both sides of the ball. And over the last two years, guess what? We have done that. The Tennessee Titans have gotten better on both sides of the ball. But, yes, there are other there are other teams out there in the AFC that can make a run for it. And I am worried about the Bills. I think the Bills can make the Super Bowl this year. But for me, I just think that this year for the Tennessee Titans, and I haven't picked the Tennessee Titans to win a Super Bowl in 20 years, so I don't do this every year like Cowboy fans. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the AFC. All right, KC says Bills versus Packers and A-Rod is going to get it done. I, oh, hey, I hope so, okay, too. I, like I hope that. so, I like too. That. I like that. And Casey says, I also was there. Wink face. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. That's actually, that's actually how we met. Appreciate that, Casey. Lee says, I think the Bills got worse from last year. Chiefs got better. It'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know about worse, but I'll say that they didn't get they didn't do better. Yeah, yeah, they didn't do enough yeah. to get better. And and that's my thing is like, yes, I know, you know, I know what Allen and Dix can do together. That's not the problem. It's just can they can they also take that next step? That's that's what I have to see with that. So, as of right now, Kansas City versus 49ers, who you have winning the Super Bowl this? Mm. The Chiefs. All right. All right. Two, that's two Super Bowls in three years for Mr. Mahomes, three Super Bowl appearances. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, of course, you know, a homer pick. I got it. But the Tennessee Titans are going to do to Tom Brady what he did, what the Tennessee Titans did to Tom Brady a couple years ago. They made him leave New England. Oh that's, going to, that's going to beat him again. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mr. Mike Vrabel. Uh, Mr. Mike Vrabel and Tom Brady have a very jokingly cute relationship amongst each other. Yeah, but when yeah. they are both serious against each other in L.A. this upcoming season, Mr. Vrabel will get the best of Tom Brady this year. Okay. And if anybody have anything to say about that, you're more than welcome to to chime in and let us know how y'all feel about our picks and and uh, feel like you know let us know if we got something wrong, which I like, which I like, which I didn't like. We we love to hear what you have to say. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's interesting to hear from everybody what they like. You know, besides besides the Eagles, you know, besides picking the Eagles, Christine says, and I'll pick the Eagles to win it. That's perfectly fine. You want to look like a fool? Go ahead and look like a fool. That's all you. want. And of course, we have a uh, unfortunate Cowboy fans that want to join us. He says, "Cowboys for the W, Mr. Napoleon." Oh Rochelle. my goodness! Yeah, you know, uh, you know how they be, man. These Cowboy fans, it's just. And speaking of the Cowboys, we go ahead and talk about Thursday night football, Week One. Finally, finally, we are finally back here, man. First game of the season, the defending champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will take on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Let's be realish. This should be, this should be an ugly game. And oh, what yeah. I'm, and what I mean by that is, because this you and I were talking about this before we came on to the show this uh, tonight, and with Dak, I'm not worried about can he play up to Dak's, you know, level. I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about him not being able to get the reps that he was supposed to get during training camp. And entering live action for the first time in, what, about eight months now? Eight, nine months? And to play against the, again, arguably maybe the best defense in the league at the moment, this is not going to be a walk in the park for Dak Prescott. And if Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, is not able to to set up a a game plan for Dak to where he is able to hand the ball off to Zeke, hand the ball off to Zeke, throw it to to uh, Cooper, ten yard ten yard dig, throw it to uh to uh, Ceedee Lamb on a on a slant, get him comfortable to where he doesn't have to do too much. The Cowboys can keep it close, but they're not going to win this game. I'm letting you know right now. If you are a betting man, do not bet on the Cowboys. Tampa Bay is going to take care of business. 
But for the Cowboys, it's Dak. Dak is the one that's going to take them as far as they are going to go. And if Dak is not 100% healthy moving forward, you can forget that pick that you picked on the winning division. It ain't going to happen, buddy. So anyway, uh, I, I, I'm just going to ignore that part. But um, <laughs> we talked about this last year, and it's more the same from the NFL schedule makers. I'm looking right at y'all. Stop. Stop with this nonsense. Please. Whoever put this schedule together, you dead wrong for this. You, are you talking know about what, you so Are you talking about the Cowboys being on national television? Are you talking about that? For or? one, the Cowboys being on national television. Nobody wants to watch that. Number two, you got a guy coming back from an ankle injury, to and you want to play him against a defensive line that had Patrick Mahomes running for his life the whole Super Bowl. And so you put, like, who thought that that was the matchup everybody needed to see as the first game of the NFL season? Like, who really in the NFL office was like, you know what's a good idea for us to make the first game for the season? Let's bring a guy back from ankle uh, surgery. And let's put him up against the Buccaneers because, you know, that's that's great TV, right? Everybody wants to see Dak Prescott basically run for his life the entire game on a bum ankle because everybody knows, yeah, he might be somewhat healed. We're going to say he's healed. Um, but there's nothing like game action. There is nothing – the speed of the game, there is nothing like game action. This man didn't play – he didn't really play um, preseason. He was hurt in training camp. If you watch Hard Knocks, you know all about it. And then you're going to put him in against the Buccaneers. Like, I don't even – like, I want to watch, but I don't want to watch because I don't think that this is going to even be remotely close. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Um, I guess they just wanted to throw a softball to the defending champions and just get them like a, hey, everybody tune in and watch Tom Brady win a game. Uh, <laughs> but at some point, we need to have a talk about the NFL schedule makers and some of this this garbage that they put together for the national TV slate because the Monday night football games some t- last year, some of those were horrible. The Sunday night football games last year, some of those were horrible. Nobody wants to watch the Giants. The Giants. That's the first thing I was about to say. Oh, my God. That was the first thing I was about to say. So the fact that y'all putting the Cowboys. Take all those NFC least teams off, please. Y'all need to stop. Like, just stop, man. They need to let me make the schedule. I think the Giants had, like, three primetime games, and it had, like, only three players you can even name on the roster on both sides of the ball. Don't, I was like, I don't please take this it. off. I don't want to see it, man. I don't want to see it. But they need to get back to flexing games. That's what they need to do. The Buccaneers gonna win this game. There you go. That's my pick. Bucks win the game. All right. Christine says so excited to watch them girls get their ass whooped. Chad said Bucks by twenties. He also says Napoleon Cowboys are trash. See you December second prime time. That's gonna be another prime time game that I'm pretty sure don't nobody want to watch. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That should be a decent game. Uh, we we want to watch Jameis. We don't want to. No, watch exactly. I'll say we want to watch Jameis. Other than that, not really. Na- uh, Napoleon says, "Chad, this may be slightly true." See, indeed, my boy. All right. We everybody loves the friendly banter. And with that being said, like we said, this game will be on Thursday night. Um, we will be doing. We will still be doing our pre-shows on Sunday morning. Of course, we'll have all that. Um, all those promos that will come out on Saturday. Let y'all know we'll be doing our preview shows Sunday morning, most likely at 10 in the morning, to let everybody know the the uh, Sunday slate. And then we'll recap all the games on Tuesday at 9 o'clock here on X Talking-ish. Before we get on to our last topic of the uh, show, Casey also says they can't put the Chiefs in primetime every week. Yeah, they need to. I don't want to buy an NFL Sunday ticket or any of that other nonsense. I want to watch the Chiefs every week. So just put the Chiefs in primetime every week so I can see them. Because okay. I don't want to watch the free game here. I don't want to watch this organization down here. Like, I'm so sad that I moved from Kansas City, and now I have to be just tortured with this garbage. Every Sunday, I have to <laughs> tune into CBS just to see this organization that doesn't know what football is. It's, they, it's, I, it's, it's Bishop Sycamore. That's the organization. Yeah, Bishop 
pretty much we got to watch Bishop Sycamore or whatever every single week, basically down here in Houston. I don't want to watch that. I want the Chiefs every every week on primetime. Please, NFL, make it happen or give me a free. Uh, I don't have Direct TV, but find a way to give me Sunday tickets so I can watch the Chiefs. You are so bad. I'm just keeping it real. Ah! Matter of fact, I will watch pretty much any other team but this organization here. If you can give me a different game on CBS. Even the Jags? Go watch the Jags? I will watch them instead of the team here. I don't want the, I don't want them. I want I want an option with CBS to where I can watch somebody else when their game is on because I don't want to watch it. All right, let's go ahead and finish up for tonight because at the moment Ish is living in a little fantasy I know, am. mode. NFL. So we're gonna go ahead and talk a little bit about fantasy. Like I talked about in the beginning of the episode, we had our X Talking Ish draft, and we appreciate the people that were in that draft that are still on the show uh tuning in. Uh, that were a part of that. Shout out to KC. Um, and we'll just do a little quick draft recap. Um, do we do apologize when it comes to the font? If it is a tad bit small, <laughs> if it is a tad bit small, but we will definitely uh, help everyone out to let everybody know who picked who. Is go ahead and get us started. It'll be very briefly, and then we'll go ahead and get y'all out for the night. I mean, you see it right there in the first round. I'm not really going to get too in-depth into each and every pick. I just want to point out some things that I found a little shocking. Um, and then I'm just going to talk about my fantasy team and screw everyone else. Um, Patrick Mahomes going number two. My goodness. Tyreek Hill going number, what is that, number five? My goodness. I, I mean, think those, those are auto pick. I think that, that Tyreek, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the Hill pick, that was a that was an auto pick, I think, because he wasn't, he didn't show up to the draft. There, so. there were some picks, there were some picks here. Uh, I'm not going to lie, throughout the draft, I, I was questioning some people's fantasies, um, their strategy. Casey was, says, how many of you guys never played fantasy? Of, yeah, I mean, I could definitely tell some of the people who had a real uh, – strategy going and then some people were just picking their favorite players um picking players from their team or picking yes, players yes. that they do their names yes um yes. it didn't seem like a strategy was forming there it's uh, a ppr Christine. Yes, yes it is a ppr so um again some of these picks were very damaging but i just want to say from my squad i am very happy with my squad overall um, I got some very nice running backs. I am very young at the receiver position, uh, so I can grow with those receivers, make a couple of moves here and there for some veteran receivers if I need to. Um, tight end wasn't really that much of a priority for me, but if you're looking, um, I, I may holler at my cousin to see if he's looking to trade Travis Kelsey because, you know, we can make something happen. I got a couple first-round picks available for you if you would like to do that deal um baker mayfield i'm not excited about really my team is all predicated at the quarterback position of um justin fields we're just waiting for Andy dalton to get the hell up out the way so um he can enter the starting lineup uh casey you picked ben roethlisberger right before i was gonna pick him up so i don't like you uh <laughs> but if you would like to make a trade we can definitely make some trades happen Everybody, I am open for trade talk because I think my team is pretty stacked, uh, if I do say so myself. X, I don't know how you feel about your squad. I saw um, what you did over there, and um, I'm not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you keeping it real. (laughs) I'm not mad at you for saying that because, to be completely honest, um, I'm not impressed either. Um, But I, I did a little bit of... Of course, guys that are proven, and I did a little bit of who we can see moving forward because this this fantasy league that we're in, this is a dynasty mode. For people that don't know, this is a dynasty mode league, meaning that these players that we are drafting, these are the same players that you keep in year two and in year three and in year four that you stay in this in this league. So next year, when we there is no redraft and you get new players. So that was the whole strategy of picking who you pick and i'll just go with my first pick and i know it might not be the sexy name might not be something that people will say oh you know that was a smart pick i got justin herbert the reason why i did that is because i know he's gonna be in the league for the next 10 years 
I know he's going to throw the ball. I know he's going to throw for 4,000 yards every season. And I know that he's going to get better as time gets on, get, goes along, you know, barring injury. And I just wanted to go ahead and capitalize on that opportunity that I had at hand. I probably could have got him in the second round. Shit, maybe probably could have got him in the third round. You could have got him way, way you could have got him past that. That and, my and, only critique. And I got you, you on that. But I'm but what I'm saying what reason why I'm saying I had to get him now was because there were a couple of people that were on auto pick, and I didn't want him to go to somebody that was on auto pick. That was my thing. Yeah, yeah. The, my only thing is the quarterback in the first round is kind of like, mm, other than Patrick Mahomes, I probably wouldn't have taken the quarterback in the first round. And But I can see why you made the pick that you did because as we started going later in the draft, one of the things that is always interesting, anybody who plays fantasy, one of the things that you always know is like everybody has their own um, draft strategy, strategy yeah. right? Some of these strategies were so off the wall that it did force me into reaching for certain players because I'm looking at players coming up and I'm thinking to myself, some of these guys are just like they don't care what the like they don't care for value or anything. It appears some, some people were just picking for name. For, yeah, for name. That's what it looked like to me too. And yeah. so it got to a point where yeah, you had to reach a couple times because you didn't know on the way back, whether or not a player would be available, even though, you know, in that round, that player probably shouldn't have been picked, right? So, yeah, I understand what you're saying from a protection standpoint. If you got a guy like Justin Fields, I definitely feel like I reached for Justin Fields um, in that round. However, I saw what was going on as far as quarterbacks being picked before that, and I just felt like I needed a young guy to be able to build off of moving forward. Like we said, this is a dynasty league, right? So mm -hmm. I wanted someone that I could have and be safe in knowing that that guy can be with me, you know, for a number of years. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, we had a kicker go round seven. We did have a kicker go round. That's part of what I'm saying. Lee, I mean, look at that. You got a kicker that went round seven. You had a defense that went round six. So it, again, I mean, that's, that's, well, yeah, my bad. That was actually was not a, uh, a auto pick. That was actually my boy from the army, uh, Mr. Ned Flanders over there. Yeah, I I didn't understand that one at all. So I can't even I can't even back him on that one. Yeah, I mean it made it made it kind of difficult. That's why I ended up within the tight end situation that I was in because really I was looking to pick up Tanyan. Uh, I was going to try and get him point, too. Yeah, and um, he went in the seventh round, but he went like. Man, I think it was like 30 picks above where he was projected. So some of these things, man, it's going to be interesting to see. We will be updating you guys each every and week, every yep. week. We will have a segment. I just um, actually updated the fantasy. So we are split into divisions, AFC and NFC. Thank you for that. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I got you. We want to make this thing very interesting. Legit, legit, um, real and all that good stuff. Yep. So we will definitely update you guys every single week so that you can see uh, what is going on. You can see the people who know football and don't know football. Hey, my team, I'm just going to give a disclaimer. If we do poorly this year, it's because I'm building for the future see and that's uh, what i'm trying to do too why i can't put we, that disclaimer out there too why if we I can't win this thing? year then i just want to say i'm a fantasy genius but again if we don't win i'm building for the future trust the process now i will say i want to give a shout out because again i don't know who the hell this is but whoever this is please let us know whoever is b rocker is i think he had the best draft of the uh of everybody um, I, I i'm looking at it i'm just like man these are some really decent picks maybe again maybe just for this year because in year two three and four you know we have to see how ezekiel elliott's production is we have to see if juju smith schuster is going to be a solid number two you know it, we got to see if um he sure did take Jameis Winston, but when I was trying to, I was going to take That was Jameis a good pick. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's a great pick to to get Jameis that uh, that that low in the draft. I, I think that was a great pickup. Deshaun Watson. Um, I think that's for the future. Pick. That's Joseph Perez. I think that yeah. was a value pick moving that was forward good value in the future. Pick from yeah. Joseph um, down there in round 14. Um, I, love, I love this comment right here from Chad. <laughs> Yes, it's yes. with the typical G GM line. We're building for the future. Yeah, we, we're building for the future. Everybody have patience with Justin Fields. You know, it's going to take him some time. Uh, 
you just gotta you gotta trust the process. Uh, Elijah Moore, you gotta t- trust him. Claypool, he's a young guy. Higgins, young guy. Justin Jefferson, everybody's coming for him. So if he has a bad year this oh, yeah. year, oh, hey, yeah. it's okay. You know, just be patient, okay? Like I said, this is a young receiving core. See, right, I really wanted him. to, I really wanted to get Chase Claypool, but I'm just being completely honest. I'm just not sold yet, and I know I'm, I might get a lot of slack and you know flack for that. I wasn't sold on him when he had three or four touchdowns in that one game. Well, just because you, know, you, ha- you do it one time doesn't mean that you're going to do it consistently, and he has not done it yet. It's interesting you say that because there were a couple of receivers that fell. If you noticed in the draft, there were a couple guys that like, I think Justin Jefferson was one of them that sat up there for a while um, and people passed on him, passed on him, passed yeah, on him. Yeah, I was looking at like, man, nobody going to to me, I was like, well, shoot, I might as well at that point. Um, I think the same with Claypool. Claypool fell for a while. Yeah. Um, there were a couple guys. I think Michael Thomas fell for a while. I was. It was interesting when Casey picked him up because uh, – yeah, like, yeah. I, I was trying to make sure that it wasn't a. Uh, yeah, I was. I was making sure that he didn't have a uh, auto pick on that one. I was like, "You sure you want Mike Thomas? Because Mike Thomas supposed to be out for at least first six weeks of the season." Well, and but I understood what he was doing from that standpoint, and that's some of the things that I was talking about from uh, because uh, who was it? Cam Akers. I think I picked Cam Akers up. Yes, and Maybe of course that's I a think. next year. That's yeah, a next Cam, year pick. Cam Akers uh, and Travis Etienne. They both fell for a long time because yes, nobody yes. wanted to pick them up and then i wonder if we had the ir slots before the draft if people would have picked them up sooner because they knew they could have put them on ir either way hey jokes on you i'm the commissioner so i changed the rules after the fact so that i could no you're the commissioner now because i changed it to where you are the commissioner so jokes on you sir (laughs) no but seriously i i like what casey did picking up travis Etienne. but like we talked about it before we came onto the show i am worried tremendously about Cam Akers and Travis Etienne because when they were in college, they got ran into the ground at Florida State and at Clemson. Very true. Travis Etienne ran the ball too damn much at Clemson. And before he can even get his NFL career started, he's already hurt. And what I just don't hope for Travis Etienne is his career is already over before it starts. That's what I worry about for him. And same with Cam Akers. I have to see how he looks coming off his Achilles injury next year to see if he's going to be able to play another five or 10 years in the league because he is, I think, is a worn out back. And we see what happens to running backs if they are old. If Once they get 30 years old and they are worn out, the league does not give a damn about you anymore. Hey, it's just but unfortunate, but that's just how it is. The one good thing about it from a fantasy standpoint is we get to draft rookies next year. So, yes. you know, as teams pick up these rookies, you know, you may just be able to replace some of these guys that um, or handcuff them with their rookie equivalent and hope that, you know, either way it works out, it plays in your favor. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but overall i was i thought this was a really fun draft i thought it was an interesting I draft i agree um a lot of people were actually there there weren't a ton of auto picks going on mm-hmm. um there are a couple here and there but really but for the most part everybody it. was there and they were you know picking their guys yeah, so you know nobody can say oh the computer screwed me over because- well, well what i was going to say nope disclaimer i've let everybody know for m- weeks ahead hey, this was in the draft so if you didn't show up that's on you Nah, no i don't feel bad for you you'll be all right you better you better make it happen captain all right, let's go to KC right quick. He says, but King Henry is fine. Dude has to hit a wall soon. Hey, KC. Yeah, definitely. I, I understand he where you're coming to. from. I understand where y'all coming from, but Derek Henry been running the ball, been toting that, toting that thing since high school. And until one of y'all defenders or multiple defenders out here put some put a lick on, on Derek Henry, Derek Henry gonna continue to keep running y'all boys over, no matter who it is. So until teams out here gang tackle, that's when that's when we will see a drop in production from from Derrick Henry. Casey, uh, Casey also says Claypool is going to be fine this year. No idea who's throwing him the ball next year. I don't know about Claypool. Yes, that will, will be there. But again, I don't I don't know <laughs> about Claypool. All right, uh, and let's just finish this up with the back half with the back half of the uh, of the draft. Oh yeah, the garbage time. Picks. My apologies here. Oh no, you good, good. Yeah, the garbage picks here. Um, you know, we really like them. Uh I'm looking really there's nothing to be said about these people down here. Most of these guys are probably cut at this point, um, because people had to make cuts to make the roster limit. So um 
I don't think very many of these guys will be on the teams. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I, some of my picks, unfortunately, I had a, a dang computer pick for, for Mitchell. I, I was mad as hell at that one, wasted a spot there. I mean, but for the most part, you know, I got a couple of guys to fill out the roster, and I don't, I, I really didn't want to pick Sterling Shepard, but at that time, I just felt like he, you know, I had to go ahead and get him. Uh, Paris Campbell, I was kind of surprised he was still left on the board at that time. I just wanted to go ahead and scoop him up. Always hurt himself. That's, yeah. that's his problem. I know, I know, but I had to go ahead and scoop him. Yeah, uh, the, the notable pick here for me, um, I think down in this section, uh, we got Briggs with uh, two, the Tua pick, which that was that was interesting um, to get two off the board in round 17. Um, and then, oh, the Cam Newton pick, the Bishop, Bishop Sycamore's new uh, starting quarterback in the last round. So I'm interested to see what he's doing at quarterback uh, position there. Um, also, the uh, Ben Roethlisberger pick by Casey. Like mm-hmm. I said, he picked Ben Roethlisberger before I was hoping to pick him on in round 22. I had to pick Derek Carr instead. Um, just because I needed that veteran, you know, I need those veterans to show Justin the way. Um, but I wanted Ben. I ended up with Derek Carr instead. Um, Sammy Watkins, that was a good pickup by Casey. I was surprised to see Sammy drop so far because he is supposed to be, you know, the new number one or two in Baltimore. And for him to go all the way down to round 20, uh, I think that is solely based on um, – Lamar Jackson's record of throwing to wide receivers. I mean, that's what it really comes down to, honestly. It's hard to pick Raven wide receivers for draft. I mean, for fantasy purposes, when you know how Lamar is as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I understand, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yes, like sir. I said, there aren't very many picks down here that I think are gonna stay on rosters. They're just oh, one last pick just to call out AJ Green at yes, sir. Uh, Round twenty, pick eleven. Uh, that was a big. That was a pretty big pick. That was interesting because I did consider picking him up. I, uh, I know thing. people were looking at him at this point in the draft, and he did get snatched up in round twenty, right there. So I'm interested to see how AJ Green performs. I'm interested to see if AJ Green stays on his roster because as we start moving into week one, you know, um, and people are cutting down the rosters for the season to start. Um, it'll be interesting to see what of these veterans down here in the bottom half of the draft um, get cut from teams and uh, what the waiver wire looks like because it is going to be slim pickings in a 12-team league. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, you definitely are correct with that. And it's going to be a hell of a season this year, not just this year, the, the years to come in this in this dynasty league. And I'm very excited to have this with you guys and – you know, let's let's have some fun. Let's talk some shit, right? Casey says AJ is going to get hurt, and Fitz will be back like week ten. Come on, man. Let's have AJ Green have a have a seventeen game season, man. Let's not let's not wish that among him. All right, before we get out of here for tonight, we have some news. We're very excited to let everybody know, as y'all can see, what I'm wearing right now. We are officially open for business when it comes to merchandise. Yes, Lee, out there in Kansas, you can finally get you some X Talking It-ish merchandise. If you go ahead and click on the link in the comment section, you're more than welcome to check out our clothing line. Will be more clothes added on in the future. We will also run promotions. We will all, we will, we will do promotions in the beginning of the season and also throughout the season. So go ahead and click that link. Check out the shop. If you like something, go ahead and please uh contribute to the show you know everything that we get goes back into the show to make the show even better so we definitely appreciate everybody's support we thank y'all for tuning in on the live streams also of course on the podcast people that are tuning in the podcast we definitely appreciate that ish week one is is finally here it's been a long off season but we're back baby man it's finally here you know excited um just ready for things to get started, man. I know people that's tuning in. I know it might not sound like it's just excited, but he's excited. 
well, I mean, when you got the game that's opening the season oh, well, up, there's not much to be excited about there. I mean, Sunday morning, y'all definitely catch me more excited. Like, I'm going to be excited because my boy's going to be playing. Oh, you got that bird man oh, hand, man, hand rub right now, but, boy. Um, yeah, but uh, Thursday, I mean, I'm not too excited. I'm excited football's back, but they had to ruin it with the Cowboys opening, so – all right. Well, we're not going to ruin this ending. We're going to go ahead and let y'all go for this evening. We appreciate y'all as always. Yeah, let me on bell to the Ravens. We yes. saw, we spoke yes. about that, and as soon as we mentioned it, I went and picked them up in the fantasy league. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Chad, for asking. He asked, did y'all speak on Le'Veon Bell to the Ravens? Yes, we did. And uh, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and end it with that. We appreciate everybody, as always, tuning in to X-Talking-ish. Please make sure y'all tune in Sunday morning for our week one pick'ems. On who's gonna win each? Uh, who's gonna win the game week one on Sunday? We'll also, of course, talk about Monday Night Football. Tuesday we'll recap on uh, Tuesday at nine o'clock. And uh, hey, we're back at it, back on the stable. And like I said, see y'all on Sunday morning. <laughs>